I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast, 479's After Show. WT Force brings up a good point that we just briefly talked about. Almost 10 years. I wonder if they'll do a 10-year anniversary disc. Now, the question is, do you do a 10-year anniversary on the podcast or do you do a 10-year anniversary on the Patreon? Because we didn't start Patreon until like late 2017, 2018-ish. So that's it would be 10 years of discs or 10 years of podcast. Uh, I say F it. You do both. You do both. So we'll do a 10-year anniversary podcast disc. And then once we get to 10 years, if there's any one patron that's been a patron for 10 years. I'm sure there will be. We have some loyal patrons. Then then they are getting an extra special disc. And I am. Jim Van Lannen did that for us. Remember that? You and I both have the five year. Did they do it at five or was it 10 the first time? I think it was five the first time. I believe it? I believe it might. Maybe it was ten. I'd have to look. It's five. in my. It's my thing. But we got a, a a disc with our names on it, and then there was a ten year. Was the ten year the 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 beer bottle with our name on it? Uh, I don't recall. That sounds maybe right. I think that sounds right, and I don't remember what fifteen was. But yeah, and and what Johnny's talking about is Manitowoc in the park, which kind of evolved into being silver, silver, the silver Creek. cup, silver, cup. silver Creek open, silver cup. Yeah. Those varying names throughout the years. Uh, it started in two thousand and. At the five-year mark, he had pulled from every player that had attended all five years. And there were, I want to say, 30 of us, roughly, yeah, about that. that had attended all five years. Ten years, it was down to, like, probably, I think, 10 or 15 of us uh, that had attended all 10 years, Johnny V and I both being in that. I think I made it 14 is what I think uh, I made. I think we, we ended our streak. We didn't make it to the next one. Uh, we ended our streak because that was the first the year of the Disc Golf Pro Tour. Yeah, this, yeah we literally and couldn't. so we couldn't. We were covering it live. <laughs> we were covering it live and then couldn't uh, play. And I feel like if there's a, a fitting way to end a streak of attending a tournament, um, doing it because you're covering it live and we're at the time doing some yeah. – semi-revolutionary stuff uh i i will take that that's kind of how i feel about i attended here in wisconsin we have what was called the real ice bowl and it had started and i my very first one was in 96 
when I was in high school, and that was my first one. It was the eighth at the time. I played in it, I think, for uh, until 2000. I want to say 24 years, 25 years, whatever it was. And I ended it by going to Samui for my first time. So if you're going to end like a 20-plus year streak of playing in a particular event. Make it worthwhile. Going to Thailand for my first time was worth it. Uh, same, Similarly, I ended 20 consecutive years of playing in Worlds to, to broadcast Worlds in 2016. Yeah. At, uh, at, uh, in uh, Emporia. I played 20 consecutive Worlds, 4AM Worlds, and then 16 I remember that worlds. was tough for you. And it really was uh, the idea. And uh, thank God, by that time, I'd accepted the fact that I certainly was not a, in any threat of even really cashing. So that made it a little easier. But to end a 20-year streak. A lot of pros were like, whoo, thank God, Terry. <laughs> yes, yes. Man, scary. The, the, guy in, the guy in 83rd was like, hell yeah, 82nd, <laughs> no, here I, I come. I can, no, the guy who just didn't make the uh, B pool to the A pool, he yeah. was like, thank you, Terry Miller. <laughs> yeah, so I it, it made it easier at that point, yes. But ending a 20-year streak, and at that time, I may have had, outside of Greenwell, I may have had one of the longest streaks in disc golf. Greenwell and Avery, and, and probably. Avery, yeah, and I think I even had Avery uh, because he had his first Worlds, I want to say, was in 97. Oh, because he started after you. Yeah, so at That's that so time. So, God. at any rate, yeah, I, I know this dates us and this means we're old and all that other stuff, but, uh, you know, and it, the funny but, thing is some of that stuff only matters to me. Right, like some of those streaks and whatnot, I thought of them as a really big deal, and they were to me, but they're not to anyone else, and, no, they, and that's okay. It's it's not like you've hit every single world, correct? Like at like that point, Greenwell. then maybe it would have been something a little different. Uh, Quadzilla asks the question: What are your thoughts on the NADGT winner going am for yet another season? I think that's a personal decision. And I don't have, I personally don't have a problem with it. I think it depends a lot on what your goals in the sport are. If your goals are to become a pro disc golfer, then I would question it. I would say, yeah, you're probably better off if you've won NADGT and your goal is to be a professional touring golfer, get in that pro division and start winning. If your goal maybe is to be a regional pro and you still maybe want to win a world, maybe you went. You know, maybe this was your first big am win. I, I'm not here to judge somebody else's decision, um, unless I feel like it should be judged, and then I'll totally do it. But okay. not for this one. <laughs> so I don't really mind either way. Um, just uh, I'll I'll say specifically as I look at Corbin because I I do not know Corbin personally. I see oh, him and I are has, tight. He has declined cash at a at every event. Excuse me, every event he had potentially cashed in. Uh, during the year, and it looks like there was a number of them that he would have cashed in. He had won uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of like five now you're, or you're six. You're assuming this is Corbin and not. Well, he won. FPO. He won the NADGT. So I'm I was gonna say not. As, F, I'm, I'm assuming you're not talking FPL. Uh, but Rebecca, I don't think has been nearly as dominant per se as what Corbin has been. And so I'm looking at. I mean, Corbin won the Glass Blown Open. Um. In, took fourth in MA1. In MA1, excuse me, yeah. Took fourth at Worlds, Am Worlds. Uh, then won a couple of A-tiers in, three A-tiers to be, uh, or two A-tiers in September. Uh, won a couple of other B-tiers throughout the year, all in advanced. 
if it, if, there, the, if that were my, I'll just say this: if that were my resume, I would be moving to open. But Corbin might have a different path. Uh, wh- here's what I would say to that, and again, this is just a snapshot judgment. Uh, not knowing Corbin or having conversation with him. My only quick judgment would be you sometimes would stay in an AM division or a lower division because you want to learn how to win and you want to learn how to play under those pressures. I feel as if he's accomplished that. He he knows he has done a lot. Wow. A lot of winning in the last two or three years. He's a relatively... Uh, well, let's check what year. He's joined the PDGA in 2020. And in tw- since then, in between 2021, which was a flex start, and this year, he has put together 19 wins, a lot of them being last year and this year is mm-hmm. A tiers and B tiers. It feels as if he knows how to win under some pressure and then goes on to win one of the biggest events of the year. Again, I agree with you, Johnny. Do whatever you want. But it feels as if his skills are are definitely threatening enough. I just don't know he's, what else he has to gain by playing advanced anymore. Correct. So taking that money. That that's my point. Is yeah. What what else are you gaining by continuing spend, to play? Spend but, a year being a, a a decent regional pro, and then maybe make that effort to push into the pro tour or something. So like that. whatever the case might be. Uh, again, I'm just using him as the. An example, because he did win this weekend, and I, I see that he's got a 992 rating, and uh, he's played in 90 events. He's won 19 of them uh, in a very short career. I don't, to, me it, to me, it feels like he has the skills to take that next And week. I don't think that, you know, it, you know projecting why someone might stay in amateur, uh, maybe to win, win Worlds, Am Worlds or something, I so don't like feel like that is going to... Um, bolster your resume much more than winning the NADGT at this point. Now, I I do think that Amworld probably stands a little bit above NADGT still in my mind, but I'm not an amateur player. I don't know what the amateur... I guess I'm technically an amateur player. You play one on TV. I play one. Not just on TV, my friend. (laughs) On the course, too. Um, I don't know what the amateur players think these days of NADGT versus Worlds. I'm not in that position to make that call. If if NADGT is a more prestigious, maybe the wrong word, a more significant event, then maybe it's time for pro. But if you have your heart set on it, or maybe there's a different reason behind it, again, I'm 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 not gonna ask any questions other than to Terry Miller. Terry Miller, I heard you bought the island of Samui. If True only. or false? <laughs> Close. True or false? Close. <laughs> that would be false. Okay. All right, then we'll move on. <laughs> no, no, you had a big announcement. You teased it last week. Yep. I was going to ask you after the show last week to spill the beans to me privately. I forgot. Mm. Totally forgot until you started making the pre-tease today Mm -hmm. about going live. And then I tuned in to find out that you have now purchased Samui Disc Golf. Yes. Explain to us and our viewers and our listeners exactly what that means. What is that purchase of Samui Disc Golf? Yeah, uh, what I'll start with real quick is that Nigel Mills and his family uh, had moved on to the island of Samui, and Co. In my understanding, Co. is is the Thai word for island. So you you don't say the island of Co. Samui because it feels like you're saying island twice. I 
I only learned that not too long ago. So, but anyway, onto the island of Samui, Samui, otherwise known as Kosamui, which is funny because some spell it K O H and then some spell it K O. Either way, uh, he, they had moved there, started disc golf. Nigel found disc golf. It was shortly thereafter that Luke Butch, who's originally from New York, mm-hmm. uh, here in the States, not mm-hmm. some other New York, uh, Luke Butch at some point had also moved uh, to Thailand. Of course, they didn't know each other at the time. And Nigel worked with his neighbors and worked to develop Samui Disc Golf, which is on the north side of Samui. And it's an obviously, it's an island. There is disc golf that's played on the south side of Samui. Uh, another gentleman runs that that's in charge of it. And Nigel has been working on the north side in Maynam. So when you see that spelled out, Maynam is the, for lack of a better term, it's like a township, so to speak. And that's all on the north side. And after having this for many years and then developing the Samui Swine as an event mm-hmm. and then running other smaller events, running a regular league, a weekly league, maybe even two leagues at a time at, for during some of these times. I believe there's maybe a Wednesday league and a Saturday league for a while. Doing all of these things, eventually getting some top-level professionals there to, to come and visit. Uh, and play in various formats and uh, play in the event. And then having me come in 2019 for my first time, then coming back in 2020 and then coming back in 2022. Um, After all these years of being on the island, Nigel and his two daughters, three daughters, uh, along with his wife, Sam, and his mother-in-law have all decided that they're moving onto the mainland of Thailand, and it's kind of okay. in the northern part of the mainland, which is in Chiang Mai. Conveniently and coincidentally, <laughs> I associated myself with Chiang Mai and their disc golf scene just last year, so this really uh, provides a little extra insight for me personally. But they're moving. They have moved. They're packing up. They've packed up their entire life, their business, everything about them, and have moved to Chiang Mai. That left the Samui disc golf course behind, which essentially involves in, yeah, uh, the property in which they have the course on and then a few neighboring properties, neighboring properties that they have a great relationship with and have had for many, many years. And you've seen different holes that actually sprawl onto a few of the neighboring yards. When Nigel was getting ready to move and getting on a plane, boat, all this other stuff to move, uh, he wasn't able to take the disc golf course with him. You can't just pack those baskets (laughs) up. You can't just pack those up. And at that point, it was a little uncertain as to how Samui disc golf would continue to move forward. Having a conversation with Nigel, having a conversation with Luke, who was going to stay there primarily right there on the island, uh, it worked out in that. I would step in and I would become owner of essentially like I'll say the brand and then all the physical assets that are there, which has now blossomed into 16 ish baskets. There's 11 baskets that are in play that are mounted. And then also a handful of portable baskets that get used as practice baskets. There's tables, there's chairs, there's canopies. There's really nice, Tea pads that have only been developed in the last couple of years that were framed up and carpeted and everything else. Those were just installed a few years ago. Um, 
and uh, any other assets that were there on site, including uh, some refrigeration, some other stuff. Nigel has run Nigel's Barbecue and Catering Service there out of that same location uh, for the last decade or so. And so he had a pretty uh, expansive kitchen because he was catering to sometimes hundreds of people. The catering business will no longer be there as Nigel's not. So we're essentially taking that same space that was largely used as a kitchen and turning that into a as expansive as we can, a pro shop. And that will be outfitted with different manufacturers, so on and so forth, and, and rec- really creating it as a souvenir shop, a disc golf souvenir slash pro shop, not only just for the locals, but then, of course, when people come there, uh, getting a souvenir or getting a disc or, or whatever with the branding is, uh, is, is just a must get. So that's what it essentially means. I, I, I will reiterate for, you know, just to be 100% crystal clear as, a, as an expat or as a non uh, Thai national, I cannot own land or property. I don't think you're an expat. I don't think you can use. I that. think I'm considered an expat. I believe. I that, think anyone that that I, I I was under I was under the the concept of expat is someone who has actually moved away from the country, not just that goes and visits. A person who lives outside their native country. Okay, so you're not an expat because you do Somebody live who, here, but you who do leaves but, their country of origin and but, settles abroad. But you visit for an over extended there. So period are, of time, are, often permanently. You are not an expat. Okay, so as a non Hi, correct. But you're you're, you're uh, national you're or national. Okay. or as an expat. I just cr- you can't. No, just, I appreciate yeah, it. I just want to correct you. You cannot. You cannot own own land. I which is in in so many ways beautiful. Like mm-hmm. otherwise, people would be coming onto these these places and these islands and, and just buying up the just land, buying up turning, every inch of it, turning yes. it into a, a vacationville. Yeah. So. Um, you you have to live there and or or I'm sorry you have to be what married I believe, uh, in, and then even then I'm not sure that things are in your name and Luke's out on the board now that's great to see, um, I think even if I married someone from Thailand I believe it's not in your name it's still not in my name okay I, I believe is how that works anyway so. That's the long and short of it. Uh, we're going to continue to expand. Luke has already taken it upon himself to develop and work to implement foot golf uh, onto the property as well. Obviously, we've seen that go through uh, you know, its stages of popularity, but for the implementation that it took. And is this a pay-to-play course? Yes. Yeah, so okay. it is pay-to-play. Just bring a couple hundred bot and you're good to go. Uh <laughs> Uh, I, I, funny, I should know this. I want to say it's two, is it two hundred, Luke? Is it two hundred bot to play, which is about six dollars and sixty cents U.S. dollar? Uh, is is I think what it is to play. I, I should is that a lot? Is that a lot for a local? Um, for a local, and and there's local pricing and and okay. and memberships and so on and so forth. Um, for a straight up. I, mean, uh, I know what six dollars is to us, but two correct two hundred bot to them might be different based on yeah it, it's it certainly um, depending on your financial situation there it could be a lot it okay. could be um, of course there's special provisions and things that are taken into account sure. and I know for instance right now we're Luke's running it so that um, on, is, is it for the whole month uh, anyone that lives in Thailand that is a Thai national can come play for free. And just completely wide open if you're uh, from there. So uh, Luke's giving some more information on the board that I should have at my fingertips. It's 300 baht, which is about 850 per day. Kids are half price. Uh, otherwise, $30 a month or $90 a year. 
and 300 baht is the one-time price mostly for tourists. So again, most of the people that are traveling there, especially stumbling upon disc golf, the 300 baht is not of major significance to mm-hmm. put forth. Okay. Uh, so that's what's taking place there. Uh, Luke, you guys are hearing me say it here and now, like there's there's agreements and and provisions and everything else, but at the end of the day, a whole lot of love and trust in Luke Butch over there on Thailand. So don't F things up. No, no <laughs> there's just a whole lot of love and trust in what Luke has been doing throughout the last decade and then also how we're going to continue to push things forward, uh, moving forward. And I, well, I said it earlier, Luke's kind of an old school guy like you and I, uh, has been around for quite some time, knows a lot of the old school players mentality, and then also, you know, takes in the game and still keeps up to date with what's going on uh, around the around the country and around the world. But, um, you know, ha- kind of has some of those deep rooted old school. That's awesome. I'm I'm it. happy for you, Terry. I'm glad so, that this is a a new venture for you. Uh, something out of your normal comfort zone. Yeah, and, which and is great. I, I I'm I'll. Be totally honest that I'm not going to be clearly hands on day to day. There's only so much I'm going to be doing. Uh, they're almost, ex- I think they're exactly 12 hours away in terms of time zones. And so uh, your normal other- time is their day. Like that's <laughs> some of that does work out. Some of the I communication know it does. can work out, but I, um, I know it does. Uh, hopefully, what this means though is I can also shine, continue to shine more light, not only just on. Th- this specific course that we're part of, but just all of the entire Southeast Asia region and what others have been doing in Singapore and Malaysia and all of these other surrounding countries. You know, we talked about Owen Scoggins, who was visiting in Laos last year, not too far uh, from coming over to be part of the uh, overall Southeast Asia tour, if that's something that interested her as someone who might be going that area anyway. There's just so many opportunities. And the fact that I've had the honor of then also being in, in Taiwan for the Asia Open a number of years ago and some of these other events, uh, just that entire area, I'm I'm here for it. And I want to do whatever I can. One of the really cool things that, we're all, that Luke's been already working on that we want to continue is either used or or new getting discs over there that were just handing to the schools and sure. getting disc golf introduced to the schools and to school age children. Uh, of course we just want to introduce it to literally anyone, but we all know that getting it, um, getting involved with the schools is huge. So uh, I do want to bring up a few other quick points to that, which is uh, as of right now, I'm going to apply a little more pressure on them. As of right now, we also think that Latitude 64 is the front runner in wanting to be a title sponsor. They didn't know about this entire development uh, coming into title it. Title sponsor of the upcoming Samui Swine Title event. sponsor of the upcoming Samui Swine that's to take place in the early part of February. So that is being worked on where they, too, have talked about making a significant donation that would go right to the schools in terms of getting dissed to them. It's funny how much you and I have a hard time relating to it. Money isn't the, you know, money's always great, but money isn't what we need. We need baskets. We need discs. We need bags. We need the physical items there. And due to some tariffs and some other challenges, getting discs onto the Island can actually be a little bit of a hurdle uh, because there's some crazy taxing challenges. (laughs) Um, So, but getting actual Dis onto the island and making them available is is a, a legitimate obstacle that we're all working to overcome. So, 
it's awesome. Um, I, I'm just honored, you know, and I, I know I feel like, yes, it was a significant amount of money, but I'd look at it truly as an investment into that region, that area and, and growing, continuing to grow the sport and then discover some of these new players and invite the rest of the world to Samui to see what disc golf is all about. I think uh, it's just an experience you'll never forget. There's a reason you hear me going on and on and on for hours and hours about it. And you see Philo going back a handful of times. You've seen Nico and Sarah Holcomb and Paige Pierce and Weston Isaacs and Nate Perkins and James Conrad, Devin Owens, uh, Coling, Waisaki. All those people have been there. And and then the likes of Simon and others that all say, yeah, I want to get there. Matty O trying to find a way to get there. <laughs> it is this insane experience and uh, it's, it's the disc golf, but it's so much culture and it's such an incredible um, just all around package. And the last point on that is because of the relationship with the house and the land and the property and the rental and all this other stuff, there is going to, there already is, and there will continue to be, a rental unit right there on on site so you can literally be right at the course a hundred feet or thirty some meters from T one and you can be renting out that particular place as an Airbnb at a very reasonable rate. You can be renting that out during uh throughout different parts of the year and stay right there on site as well. So that will also be an option among the million other very cost efficient options. But if you want to really have the experience to say you're staying at the disc golf course where you can just open up the window and see half the holes on the course and experience Samui. Um, yeah, it's Scott Stokely. Sorry. Shasta Chris this last year. Um, if you, if you need any more stories from Scott Stokely, you know that he's always going to give you one. Um, it's it's absolutely incredible. So I think that's everything uh, on that. I appreciate the question there. Mike says, yes, Stokely documented how a $20 disc is still $20 over there, which is about half the week's wages locally besides any tariffs. Yeah, you, the disc that or maybe just a little below that. So it, it's a, it is a challenge uh, to get stuff onto the island in terms of the disc. Unfortunately, because it's expensive to specifically to locals, uh, that aren't affluent with with bot. Um, it does feel like it can be expensive, and you can't just call up a manufacturer and be like, "Hey, it's gonna be really expensive when it gets there." You know, can you give me a can you give us price. a discount? I mean, it still costs them the same to make it, but that's why we're looking for you know and, basic level plastic. And then when it comes to the kids and some of the groups to introduce it to, we're looking for used or X outs or whatever that can just be given away that people are hap- happily saying, Hey, I no longer need those. Let's, uh, let's just give those away. And so. Luke comes on and says that that $20 a day is not a week's wage. It's more like a good day's wage, but that's still relatively expensive yeah. for someone to pay an entire day's wage for a disc. So yeah. like you said, if you can help, uh, Offset know, some of those or, and or, be- uh, get discs into locals hands and whatnot. It's, um, Pretty, pretty Stay amazing. tuned. I'm sure Terry will have more coming from all of this. Yeah, and- there you have it. So uh, we will come up with some kind of, uh, you know, I'll show them off again. Here's a couple of the discs that just immediately got made up. And uh, we're working, we're going to be working with a number of manufacturers. Uh, but we're going to come up with some options. If you want to be a friend or a supporter and you want to get a disc and a sticker and a mini uh, or something like that, um, 
you know, I'm going to have some options available on my website where you can continue to support it. And we're going to have options to become basically a year long sponsor by having your wrap on a basket or having a, a flag or a flanner at the course that would be on display essentially year round for everyone to see, not just for the tournament. Those are all going to be options as well. So thank you. And uh, let, let's see where this thing can go from here. Well, if you want to win one of those discs, you go what? To, you go to patreon.com slash smashbox TV. Let's give away that disc right now, Terry. Let's do it. We have 133 people eligible for our giveaway tonight. Um we're gonna give away your choice of one of those discs and yes. we'll reach out. Terry will reach out to you and probably get a better idea of what it is. So Terry yeah. I'll send you I'll send you pictures of the four discs. You tell me which one you prefer, and that's the one that I'll send out to you. What and should we draw? 133. What number should we I've pick? I've been to Thailand s- three times. All right, we'll do it the third one. The third, so the third number. number drawn. Not is who 19, will have the choice. not 94, but our third and final number is 51. I sorted them by email address tonight. So if I go to 51, I scroll down just a little bit. That's going to be Jeff Hungerford. <laughs> Unbelievable. Very nice. Jeff Hungerford. Congratulations, Jeff. Good friend of our show. Um, and uh, PDGA. Yes. And Jeff, I believe, is, is he still, still on the PDGA? On, on the, possibly on the PDGA board. I don't know. I don't think there's any conflict of interest. Jeff notched his 100th PDGA win at the Samui. At the Samui Swan. I thought I remembered something like How that. How damn fitting. That's incredible. Thank you. Jeff, right near Gordon and in between Gordon and Tyler uh, in terms of the names there. So, Jeff, awesome. It, uh, Yeah, well, I'll, I'll give you your options and then uh, get something sent out to you. Jeff did reply at one point and said, I may even try to get back there this year uh, in hearing the news today. So That's pretty cool. Uh, somehow it seems beautifully fitting that uh, Jeff takes it down. So thank you to Jeff Hungerford. PDJ688? I don't know. It's not my thing. That's your thing. You remember PDJ numbers, not uh, me, Terry. Uh, yes, I'm right. PDJ six eight eight. Jeff Hungerford. Damn, that was a good pull, Miller. Thank you. I'll pat myself on the back <laughs> for that. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, uh, Luke also chiming in. Yeah, a two bedroom right there on site for just forty dollars a night. I don't know how you can really complain about that. And then play some disc golf. Sounds perfect. Just a few minutes from the ocean. Golf. It sounds like it's a few minutes from the ocean in almost any direction. (laughs) It really is. Uh, And and I've said this before. If you're not making the most and you're not putting a few hundred kilometers on your moped slash scooter for the week, you also are not doing Thailand right. So bring bring a pair of glasses, uh, protective glasses, and you'll get a helmet when you get there. And then Get on a scooter, which will cost you $6 a day, and ride till you can't ride any longer. <laughs> because if you're not disc golfing, you should be out there on a scooter somewhere. It's uh, it, th- That's worth the trip alone. I've said that for a few years. And somehow I haven't wiped out. You'd be impressed. Uh, not there. You have wiped no, out there. on scooters, but yeah. not particularly there. Not yet, Terry. There's the You're still a young man. <laughs> yes. Who can yes. definitely have a spry young age of 45-ish. So... Uh, <laughs> do we have anything else, Terry? Uh, uh, just... I, I, was, I was just going to quickly say, and not to entirely, uh, ultimately fully belabor the entire conversation, but when I did put the teaser out there yesterday, I got to say thank you to some of the creative mm. 
when I said I've got kind of this big announcement. What the big news was? What the big news was. There was, um, I'm flattered that a number of you said Euro Tour announcer uh, or being part of the Euro Tour the f- in a, a more uh, larger capacity from a yeah, commentary that, side. That was my guess because my wife asked me. She's like, do what? She, she's like, I saw Terry made a post. She's like, what? He's like, what's his deal? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. Cause I haven't, I forgot to ask him about it last week after the show. And I just haven't spoken much with him. And I said, he talked about more international travel. I said, so there's a chance that it's something to do with the, uh, with the disc golf Euro tour, the new unified European tour. Mm-hmm. I said, he could be the American announcer for that. And maybe he's going overseas for that for an extra couple of weeks. I said, that would be my first bet. I said, but other than that, maybe he's going to be talking about a new tour in Europe because I know he's friends with the Croatian people uh, that do a lot of the Croatia disc golf. I said that that's always an op- uh, a possibility. Yeah, a couple others but, uh, running for the PDGA board. I keep thinking that'll happen someday, but that, that's not on the top of my list right now. Maybe I'll do that. Uh, Greg, who goes to Samui every year and has already booked his tickets, said moving to Thailand for four weeks this upcoming winter. He had no idea it was coming. And uh, you're close. I'll, I'll be there for about three weeks between Malaysia and uh, Samui. So we'll see you there, Greg. Uh, curling, Olympic curling. Nope, not quite. A lot of commentator uh, questions, people asking if I was going to be then moving maybe to somewhere else in the country. Not the case. Out to Bend, Oregon, for instance. Not the case. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Disc Golf Masters Tour is going to get some live coverage. That, that was a that was a solid. That's guess a solid guess at the time. That was very solid there, Tom McManus. Uh, I'm not sure where that stands in terms of what coverage, but I'm guessing you're going to see more of it for sure there. Uh, retiring, I don't know what retiring would ever even look like. Uh, mm. uh, Jessica Weiss's mother said, "Crypto deal." crypto deal <laughs> that, that's, that's uh, the last thing uh that's uh, uh that will not be for me covering more european events um taking a role with house of discs somebody said that somebody said abc sports and someone also said a full-time employee at innova those were all mm-hmm. uh thrown out there a merger with more disc golf media i said i i, <laughs> I said they're too nice for me they got too many good things going on so um yeah lots of some of those like i said some were truly funny and a few of them were uh quite flattering i i i'm gonna go to the lone star ranger team which was a topic of conversation recently possibly get sponsored a lot of people thought i might actually go out and play that, that definitely would not be uh helping anyone in any capacity so um yeah Somebody said you officially committing to never again riding a two-wheel self-propelled vehicle. That's incorrect because you're going to be riding a lot of one in <laughs> and Thailand. That's exactly what I told him. So, um, yeah, thank you so much to all the uh, the great suggestions. And it actually, a few of you gave me some ideas. Like, oh, I wonder if I could do that maybe someday. So I uh, certainly appreciate it. Nate Heinold's mom asked if I'm going to move into her hometown. Hmm. I said, Nate, Nate, sweetie pie. Would, as she calls them, might not like that. Probably not. So no, I won't. Uh, I won't be there. But nonetheless, uh, thank you guys. Congratulations. I'm gonna switch gears real abruptly. Okay. Congrats, Paul Uliberry and Sarah Waisaki. Married mm-hmm. on Sunday. Merging of the houses. It's like a Game of Thrones thing. You've got the Waisakis and the Ulibaris, both powerhouses in the disc golf community. 
Ricky Waisaki. Let me repeat that. Ricky Waisaki. His sister, Sarah Waisaki. Has married Paul Uliberry. So Brother Ricky, of... <laughs> brother of Pete Uliberry? Yes. Yes, yes. The, the famous Pete. The famous Pete Uliberry. Who we mentioned just last week on the show. I'm just saying, you know. And I'm looking forward to seeing hopefully this weekend. But yes, uh, Ricky and Paul, that makes them brother-in-laws. It does. So congratulations. Uh, again, they were married on Sunday. I'm kind of surprised Ricky ago. let that uh, that schlub in the family. You know, it's like, how many, how how many, many majors, majors do you have? have? Oh, sorry, Sarah. We're shooting for at least one. <laughs> so here are your options. You can marry Isaac Robinson. You can marry Gannon Burr. <laughs> Not Paul Ulibarri. <laughs> ouch, ouch, ouch. Well, uh, nonetheless. Uh, are those the only two unmarried Major winners. Oh, jeez. Has uh, it just hit me? I mean, Philo's not technically married yet, and he Philo, did win a Masters I, major um, this year. He's a little, yeah. We're, I mean, we're stretching on a few stretching. accounts there, but um, unmarried major winners. Yeah, I, I guess I'd have to go through the list. Sarah Holcomb's not married. True. Uh, she. I was thinking MPO particularly for this instance, but Katrina Allen is not married. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. But yeah, I guess if I that could be a funny list to uh, to then possibly go through. Sam uh, Mando, where are you on this? Yeah, shit, where's that stat? Uh, speaking uh, of stats, I believe Schwebby picked up another win as uh, Wade has just referenced on the board. Schwebby got another win this weekend, four million and nine, I think, is the number. So congrats to him. And then uh, Wade, I will follow up. Yes, uh, Wade had some surgery uh, that he has has announced to the world, and uh, we we wish you nothing but the best recovery and hope definitely you're doing well. Wade. Also ask me the other day when when are we going to see some post-production coverage coming out you guys know now now's the time to shine now that i've bought this island of uh, disco no now's the time to get some uh post-production island uh the las vegas challenge is fully edited now i just need to put down the commentary i got that entirely edited all three rounds of that uh this weekend I'm heading to the Phoenix Ladies Open, so going to give you probably one round of first-round highlights, spreading the love around to a bunch of divisions, and then second round will be exclusively lead card FPO. That's going to happen. we got Chain Hawk coming up, and then I think I've got one or two other older events in the can that uh, also can get released, some more local stuff and so on. So okay. post-production world starting to ramp up. my channel is now about to ramp up. Now that everyone else is taking it easy, now I'm going to try and deliver for a little while for you guys so big smashbox hug to you out there my friend and uh, i hope you're doing well what else terry what else is going on with your life ah with my I mean, life you, bought uh, an, you just bought an island what else <laughs> yes uh it, it's i mean running the tournament uh at the end of the month is super exciting again it's near sold out and just stressors of any kind, like certainly normal tournament structures. Yeah, they just they limit though. Once you're like officially sold out and everything's good to go, you're saying Terry Miller sold out. Huh? <laughs> yeah, um, working on some branding. Quite honestly, I know I referenced it in the regular show. Smashbox now finally has oh. some nice, sweet die cut stickers. Those are nice. Um, I'm gonna have to get a few. Of them. And, and it's funny, put one on my laptop. The the work that goes into. Uh, not from me. And a big shout and, out to Jeremy Her for helping out here. And that this particular style. I wore that shirt to USCGC. I was walking around with it. I had more people stop me and be like, whoa, I love that shirt. Where can I get one? And I was like, I I don't have any. Those were Patreon exclusive shirts. Yeah. So we might have to bring that one out next year for a uh, 
a renewal and offer that up. I'll talk to maybe I'll talk to Miles about that because that's where I got that from. Yeah, so uh, doing that, doing some uh, Samui branding, doing Disc Golf Guy merch branding, doing stuff for the Cold Turkey, uh, all of those things have been kind of what's also been uh, keeping me pretty busy. And as I said, big shout out to uh, Jeremy, who helped with some graphic stuff. Um, also, uh, uh, Benjamin, my buddy, uh, helping with some graphic stuff recently as well. So thank you to you guys. Uh like I said, Chainhawk comes right after that in terms of uh, right after the Thanksgiving event. And I think I might do a flex start of some kind, uh, you know, right around Just, when, when's the 31st? Isn't that like a like the 31st December, of December? 31st, like a chaining in the new year? The 31st is a Sunday. So doing a Sunday flex start of some kind is probably, probably going to happen. Could happen. So uh, those are some exciting things. And then, of course, Hey, Miles. Shout out on the board. Good to see you. Oh, Glad you're tuning there in. There's Miles. Love you, One buddy. One of our favorites. Is he? Yeah. He is. Well, yeah. I don't know about you. He's one of my favorites. <laughs> I mean, I did talk to him on the way here. So I don't, Yeah, I don't talk to him nearly as much as I wish I did. Because <laughs> um, him, him and I, uh, if we were to talk, it'd probably be music talk. Him and I have very similar music tastes. He's He actually he was in a band many years ago that opened for one of my favorite bands. So that's pretty fun. And I never knew that. Really? Yeah. Who? Uh, one of my favorite bands is The Jealous Sound. And my understanding is he opened, his band opened for them many years ago, hmm. which I never knew. So. Dang. Uh, oh, come and, see us play next and weekend. If you you're, think you're such a big fan of him, go down there and see him play next weekend. I didn't say I was a fan of his band. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure I would be, Miles, but uh, no. Cool. Uh, <laughs> cool stuff. Um. One other thing that I touched on, oh, um, completely on a, a side personal level was uh, my daughter wrapping up her volleyball this last weekend, me going to the volleyball banquet to watch all the various teams go through I went to a volleyball awards, banquet as well. All that other <laughs> stuff. Uh, and now my daughter is possibly looking into the idea of some tryouts for other clubs or other whatever in terms of volleyball. So that just starts over on a whole new uh, level. And I think I may have touched on it in the last couple of weeks. Yes, my oldest daughter, Allison, has turned 15. So now she is completing uh, a lot of the online lessons that are required so that then she could go in and get her temps. And then just like that, she'll be able to just start driving around. So uh, that's all in my kind of like my back pocket I try, world. I'm trying to convince my son. I was trying to convince him to either join club volleyball or the swim team mm. as well as he's really interested in doing what uh, the robot he's, he is in the robotics club hands down. In fact, he was just picked for, he's a freshman. He was picked for what they call the lean team, which is like these smaller teams that do very specific portions of each project build. And he is on the three D development side. So he's mm. doing like the drafting and stuff like that. Uh, he's, taken a very good natural knack to that stuff and i kept asking him like fear is great uh, it's the name of the team is the fear team f-e-a-r i forget what it stands for but it's great but i keep thinking i'm like i'd like you to be more active as well i'm like well maybe you can join swim and he's like nope it's it's happening mostly at the same time he's like i'd have to miss plan that one i'd have to miss fear classes or fear club i was like all right well i was like well maybe you can do club volleyball and be more casual he's like nope and club volleyball, my understanding in in the Milwaukee area is very difficult to get on. Like you have to be a very, very solid player to get on some of the better club teams. 
not that he couldn't be on one of the lower level teams, but uh, he had no interest in that either. So now I think I'm going to force him to do a uh, yard wrecking. No, it, hours a day. well, yeah, my yard needs it right now. But uh, three times a week they do a fitness after school, like a mm. kind of physical working out more or less. And so his some of his buddies that are on the volleyball team are going to be doing that. And he can only he would only be able to do it two days a week because of the robotics. But uh, I'm going to force him to do that instead. So it's uh, it's a never ending fight. We need to find out that if fear the acronym doesn't the F it doesn't start with the F word, then I'm going to be disappointed <laughs> for his high school robotics club. Uh, that F better be the F word. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Um, yeah, I think that was uh, largely it for what I saw in the news. It, it we're, we're now getting to a point. Uh, I'm on the on the fringe of caring. We're clearly getting to a point where it feels like some podcasts are getting punchy with other podcasts. What? Uh, and and oh, if we've ever done I, that, it's always been in jest, like completely, oh. like when we've ripped on, used to rip on the Answer Man or or the Nick and Matt show. There's like the Nick never. And who? Exactly. There's never been any any thread of sincerity under any of those kind of comments, but it feels like it feels like maybe if I understand it again, I've got enough of my own drama to like then go seek out some of the other podcast drama. But it feels like there's some of that that has maybe bubbled and or is becoming a conversation piece. Good for them is what I can say to that. Uh, it's. I'm going to do my best to not worry about it or concern myself. I just hear on the fringe that it's happening. It's kind of always like we see and hear the news and the disc golf news, and you you may get it from Reddit and Discord. I may see it on Instagram or Facebook, maybe YouTube or whatever. And at a certain point, it's like I don't need to go search for more. And if it's not there right in front of my face, I'm not going to worry. Even when it is, sometimes I don't worry about it. But th- that's what I've gathered, uh, at least from the fringe. I mean, you can if you want to drum up a little bit of drama and and maybe a little bit of interest. Y- you always y- y- you go against somebody else. That's how it always yeah. works. That's that's the nature of it. Which I mean, we've never. Which is maybe why our podcast has never. Um, exploded in popularity. We've never done that type of stuff. We've never purposefully, in general, like called out another podcast in in for real. 
Yeah, you in know, a serious capacity. In a serious or, capacity. Or but intentionally that's... like led with a hot take. Now, there's clearly takes we've had that people oh, will sure. disagree with, and I'm not suggesting everybody should be agreeing with everybody, but w- that's not necessarily been, like I said, our nature of like, here's the hottest take in the world, and I, I'm looking to uh, incite a, I think a massive response. nine times out of ten, the quote-unquote hot takes that people have, they don't even really believe. Because mm. if they're that hot, the odds are in your head you're thinking like, eh, like that's probably not true, or it's probably I probably don't really believe that. Mm. Like to me, that's how most hot takes tend to be, uh, and you know, so and yeah, so we've we've just never been that type of channel. We've never been that, uh, that type of podcast. Up, kind of so. sidetracking back to podcast live stuff. What? Why doesn't my internet work all the time at homes? Yeah, I don't know, Terry. You are hardwired in. Not all the time. Okay, but well, I have been. I have right. been, and I feel like it's still struggled there. Step one, hardwire. Step two, get good internet. I've, I've got good internet. Get good, G-I-T-G-U-D, get good. <laughs> get good. Get good. Uh, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Let's, we'll have that talk later. We'll continue that. Miles does bring up a good point. He's suggesting that we call out Hannah McBath and <laughs> and her podcast I would just want the to know the party podcast. Yeah, is that still going on, or is she taking a break because she's having a kid? She, I don't really know. <laughs> uh, it, it is still going on. They just had an episode. It's a part one of two with Nick and Matt. It's a little crossover episode. So I've I I, I have not seen part two. I believe <laughs> I've just I listened to some of part one, but I'm not gonna lie. And. Hannah knows I, I I'm I'm a big fan of the Party podcast. I only got through about half this episode before I just kind of wrote it off, just because it's more or less a summary of the year. It is talking more about what had happened and Nick and Matt's take on what had happened, of which I it wasn't my cup of tea particularly. Like it just it, I just didn't need not like your a cup of party. Not my cup of party. Yeah. But in, in general, I, I like the Party Podcast, and it is still going, even I, though Christine Jennings has been overseas for the last couple of weeks. And that was kind of my point is, obviously, yeah. with and Christine Hannah traveling and Hannah having a kid. No, uh, Paul should be taking care of that kid now. I, Hannah I, I Hannah agree. carried it for nine months. It's Paul's turn. <laughs> exactly. Nine months, Paul. That's deal with that works. it. That's how that works. Uh, I didn't get a plug in here, but we'll probably be talking about the conclusion of it come next week. So, yeah, the Phoenix Ladies Open, the 17th annual Phoenix Ladies Open, presented by the law offices of Paul J. Sacco, taking place this weekend. I'm excited to go out there uh, come Thursday, Friday, and partake in the filming of it. There's 126 competitors registered for this weekend. So we talk about it all the time. How do you get more women? How do you introduce your wife, girlfriend, uh, fiance, side piece, whatever? How do you get them involved? Can I bring my wife and my side piece as a double As long as I play in different divisions. I'd keep them in different divisions Oh, just to be safe. What two? I sp- anyway, it would have to be like pro and am. I would hope. I don't want like masters and juniors. That's well, weird, you Terry. Be dating a junior. That's what I'm saying. That's why you can't do that. Juniors only play one round here. I don't want you dating one, but they do only play one round and then they're done. So that maybe could help alleviate some uh, interaction. But um, this conversation took a very awkward turn. Well, there, there are 19 year olds. Yeah, anyway. that's exactly. Uh, Aside from all that, but no, if you do want to know the how to introduce women to uh, a competitive format that maybe is a little bit more inviting, 
This event spoils the heck out of the women, and it's awesome. They have done such an incredible job throughout the years. I've seen a number of different TDs all passing the torch and helping the next TD. It's been incredible. I am honored to be out there and have a part of this event, but that's taking place. There's currently 126 women registered for the event. And if I do a real quick look, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 6. I think I just counted about 16 different divisions represented in all of those players. So absolutely awesome to see. And uh, I, I am excited to be out there for this weekend. So I wanted to throw that in there. Uh, this is an event I've supported in being uh, not only just doing the filming of it, but then also helping amplify it wherever I can. And that's to be said of all the, uh, you know, women's based uh, women's exclusive tournaments. And this one is no different. So looking forward to seeing you guys all out there this upcoming weekend. All right. I swear, Terry, you would play a non-sanctioned event over a six-tier. I think that's some talk relative to uh, some of the other drama. Yeah, the tour life stuff. Uh, There is a course in our area. uh, This is also, whatever. There's a course in our area that I'm apparently going to get a chance to go play um, that's currently listed as a private course, Mm. and uh, I'll report back to you on how that's going to go. Speaking of our area, where I'm going to also side... Note to this, lots of conversation about the Watt brothers playing disc golf. We saw it on every social Social media. media. I forgot to comment on that and beg for attention. Yeah. So I'm just saying the, the, maybe the cool, coolest tie for us specifically is that he, the, the Watts grew up in the city you live in. Yes. Literally, Pewaukee. Um, not clearly, to dox you, but yeah, you live exactly. in Pewaukee. And it's not very many people. <laughs> uh, went to the same high school, I believe, as my as my daughter or my two children go to. Uh, whether that's going to get me any closer to playing with them. We know a few other NFL players that already play, uh, so on and so forth. Maybe there'll be uh, a time I, I get to get out and play with them but so I, I saw someone online it's a timestamp. it's kind of cool post it but like this is huge for the sport and i'm like and i and i didn't post anything because i kept myself and i thought no it's not it's nothing it's literally a big nothing burger it's two guys who happen to be relatively big in a sport out enjoying themselves it's not going to go anywhere there's gonna there's not going to be anything uh, odds are there's a good chance that he never posts about disc golf again would you would you change your mind at all if Next year, he had the the Watt Brothers Disc Golf Invitational, yes. and a hundred thousand dollars was donated. Hundred percent, okay, hundred percent. Then, then what you're different. saying just him, just this in general, this, that he played. this make a him making a post that he's playing. Now, my thought was, and I don't know what the the the, the full status of the future is for the. Uh, we we've seen a celebrity pro am in the past where we saw. No, I, I I've got some tea on that that I can't spill. I, I know you do, and I have to do a little bit too. I kind of know a little bit, but I'm going to pretend like I don't. I don't know what's going on with no, the celebrity no pro am event. Um, but we have seen a Packer player in the past mm-hmm, play, mm-hmm. Ben Askren, who lives out in Delafield. Whoa, 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 whoa! Doxing. Don't throw the D word around. <laughs> um, which is near Pewaukee. Ah! You, you would think <laughs> that if someone could get a hold of like a JJ or a TJ Watt. If they were interested in playing, for instance, it would be Ben Askren to reach out and be like, hey, if you're interested in playing, if you if you're more than just like, I'm going to go up for a casual round with my bro. If you're interested, that would be the place to get him in. And I don't even know how big that would be in general. But but there are and 
now that I don't see maybe maybe I would say TJ playing would be a stretch just because he's still in the NFL and in the NFL and so busy. JJ Watt is now retired and is invested in soccer team and has a uh, a, a commentating gig I think on CBS. But so uh, if something like that were to evolve, that's a little different. But I don't think that in the past, the celebrity pro has been people who have been a little more serious about disc golf. Celebrities who take the sport a little more seriously than just, hey, we're going to go casually and play. Sure. So, yeah, it, it, but that's but a who good knows? question. It, who knows? Something it, like that could if, happen. If they, quote unquote, get bit by the disc golf bug the way a lot of others do, sure. that could be one early no. round that turns into just one of 30 he plays in the next you know, mm-hmm. 60 days. Um, and, and then next thing you know, and yeah. clearly when you're of that status, everyone's ready to jump on you and, and help you out and, and provide uh, discs, yeah, exactly. And, discs and a little bit of instruction and so on and so forth. So I guess we'll see, uh, how, how it all unfolds. I, but yeah. Anyway, it, again, is it cool? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that it, other people are playing. And then sport. a little bit of a coinky dink that they, uh, you know, were born in the same city that I currently live in. Which happens to be a suburb of the Milwaukee area. That that's my slightly mm-hmm. personal tie to it, but that's about it. Uh, Wade says Chef Andrew Zimmerman out there actually throwing was cool. Yeah, and yeah, Chef's he, been playing for twenty five or thirty. Yeah, years. Yeah, he's a long time well. player. He's been playing for a long time, uh, and and we've seen you know D- obviously Dylan Cease. Yeah, we, Cease and you know and uh, uh, Chase has been playing. I think a little bit more. Uh, Casey DeSmith of the Penguins plays yep. all the time and is really good. Yeah, he's really uh, good as well. So yeah, uh, some of those guys take it a little bit more seriously than others. If we do get another celebrity pro am, mm-hmm. we have to invite Jeremy London, the actor who posts all the time on Twitter about about disc golf, is really into it. Him and Emac go back and forth all the time. He's the actor from the movie Mallrats and other movies, but that's probably his most famous movie. He's heavy into the sport these days, and I think it would be a shame not to put that invitation out to someone like him to come and play. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't see any celebrity posting disc golf stuff as much as him, even someone like Dylan Cease, who is invested in the sport literally now, mm-hmm. isn't posting as much as like Jeremy London is. So, I, you know, you got, you got to look what you got to look for. And I think it's something he would probably get into and enjoy. Okay. But it, I like yeah. it. Maybe another weekend I'll go off on my rant about how I saw people saying like, you know, when real athletes get into our sport, they'll be able to throw far. It'll knock all of our top pros off, is what is what I was hearing. Like if JJ Watt could just learn how to throw, he'd be throwing six hundred feet in in weeks, because you know he's a real athlete as opposed to what our guys are now. But mm. another week I'll go off on that rant. That sure. I think people are idiots. <laughs> okay, uh, I I don't know that I have a lot more. I don't. Unless the board has anything else that we're nope. going to close close the shop here in a moment if the board doesn't come up with something else that they need us to further divulge or talk about. Um, if, and if that's not the case, then it sounds like we could be wrapping up. Wrap after it show. up. Sounds like we had a little bit of everything tonight. So uh, thank you, guys. Thank you again personally. There's so much love and support. I got a lot of individual messages. 
uh, for people that were happy. I, I had a number of messages from people literally from around the world that have been to Samui that are also excited that we're keeping things moving forward. And that, that means even more because they've been there, they've experienced it, and they know how special it is to all of us. And I, I literally got messages from from China, from Australia, <laughs> from uh, Aust- uh, New Zealand, another part of Australia, just all over the world today. And uh, so thank you guys. And uh, we're going to do our best to keep things moving forward in a good way. Um, thank you, Wade, for that. We appreciate it. All right, folks, that is it. This has been Smashbox TV's podcast for 79's after show. Thank you to Danny Voss who joined us in the regular show. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters and anyone that just tunes in week in and week out, whether you're watching live on the YouTubes or you've downloaded it and you're consuming it there. Please uh, give your, give it a five-star review on whatever your podcast app is. And uh, we appreciate all the love and support. We'll see you next week for episode 480. You step inside the Smashbox. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.